All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Well, technically a two-week break. Yep. But obviously last week we had the draft spectacular live special event of spring. Also known as the first annual draft live stream. It should be podcast now. It should be podcast draft special. Right. They got titled the events. So I feel like I ditch my balls a lot. I think you do too. That's all right. Move around and adjust a lot. But speaking of that, that too. Speaking of that, I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. And we are a couple of guys with life being hater ass bitches. Perfect. Spot on. I like that. Let's just keep doing that. That's how we talked about doing it like in the first episode. And I think it's how we did it for the first episode. But we skipped. Yeah, done. probably. Um, real quick. As we'll do from now, probably going forward. Shout out. Shit. Hold on. There it is. SV. SV supplements. SV supplements. Supplements. Brand. Bufflements. Trent. Taylor. Taylor. Gabby. Gabby. Mackenzie. Mackenzie. I was going to call her Madison. She doesn't. She doesn't Madison. Well, because like her Instagram is like Maddie Cole or something like that. Matt Cole. Matt Cole. Matt Cole. Okay, yeah. Because every time in my head, she, she spells Mackenzie wrong. Oh. Is her Mackenzie, her name Mackenzie is M A C K. M A C K. M A N A C K. My name is Madison. <laughs> anyway, cheers, we're back. Cheers, back. Yeah, boys. Um, but yeah, so. Draft the draft live stream went well. I think. Thank you. All. We had over seventy views. Okay. I think we're up to like eighty something. Uh, two or three people made it through the entire four hours with us. So yeah. thank you for that. I had a deer on the way home. That was fun. He did hit a deer. Definitely a deer hit me. What the? F- Woo! Tastes like stale piss. Just kidding. Wow, that was really aggressive. I know. Are we checking to see how many views we have on live stream right now? Yeah, it's something to do because I was going to check and I forgot. Do it. Let's see. We're going to do this live for you people. The peeps that watch us. Why did you kind of like say it like that? For the peeps that watch us. For the peeps that watch us. 82. 82 views. Wow. 82 views. Four hours, 14 minutes. Exactly. No seconds. That's amazing. Um, But again, like I said, thank you to all who checked in, tuned in. Some people tuned in late, which is cool with us. Uh, we originally, our original plan, I think, was to just do our teams. Our teams which but we had some requests to see for their teams. So. Yep. Um, both our teams picked in the top 10, so that definitely would have been a short. It would have been about an hour. Yeah. But I mean, it, the thing is, like, with the draft, the first round, so like, we only did the first round, took some inspiration from, well, I don't really took inspiration from Pat McAfee, I guess that's all he does too, but like, there's a Colts group I follow, or Colts podcasters that I follow, well, I guess YouTubers, and uh, they do like the entire, they do the entire draft. draft. Yeah, like, it's cool to do I mean, that, but like, it's fun because like the first round, it like, the first round is the first round. Like, yeah. you know, it's a Thursday night. 
the thing is the other other rounds so like they're not as exciting either they, they don't take as long like they get like three rounds done in the period of time they get the first round done that the cults group i like or the cults youtubers um bring the juice podcast they uh uh sunday no saturday four through seven seven hours for three rounds there's four hours to one round thursday night so i said like damn near like yeah Cheers again. Cheers. Let's see. Cheers to that. SB. Supplements. 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 Go check them. Go check, go check them out. Go check them out. Go check them out. Tell them the boys from HAB sent, sent you. Make sure you say that. The H. We don't get anything a. from it. Just let us, just shout us out. Let us, let them know because they do watch. Yeah. Let them know That'd that we are directing you to them. Then we want to help them build their brand, help yep. them continue to grow as a business. One, locally owned. Two, translate 25 and started this dope ass. They're all young. Supplement store. Which is wild because I'm only 31, you're 29. We're talking about like these kids. You're about to be 29. About to be 29. In July. But like, it's weird to say, like, oh man, these kids I mean, are young. I mean, they're still, those things are still technically in our age group. Because, like, right. No, they're dope, and they're also like very knowledgeable. So they're not gonna they're not gonna bullshit you or give you stupid like, oh, you need you need this, this, and this, and really, it's not gonna work out. Like they're gonna give you, they're not gonna push stuff on you just to get you to make just a just a buy stuff. Yeah, they're definitely gonna help you out, and they definitely definitely care about the people that they work with. So without uh, Sean and Veronica there on Sundays, like we said last Saturday, week, Sunday. two Saturday Sundays two weeks ago, I made the five. On Sundays, noon to five. Is it noon to five? Yeah, and noon to five, and then the rest of the week it's like eleven to seven. It's eleven to seven. Yep. Okay, I think it's open right now. They need to open earlier than that. Wow, what a shot! I'm not shooting. I'm not shooting at them. No, no. no. You're shooting a shooter right now. No. Mm. Just like you're working on right now. Like if I go in the morning, you're working. Pretty gimmick. Like I do my stuff in the morning, so it's uh, like okay. Is he working? I see. If they're nine, that's open at nine. Honestly, you, oh man, I'm, that's their business. I'm not gonna tell them how to run it. You should. Like, it's being like selfish of me to be like, oh, it's only convenient uh, for me. Uh, I'm just shooting on them a little bit. You said single leg. Nah, Tree don't listen to him. I'm Trent. No, man. Trent knows. They know. They sent me a very wonderful message on Instagram today. So, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So maybe. Honestly, we, didn't, we didn't really talk about talking about this, but like. It's been kind of a wild week for both of us. Like, it hasn't been, I wouldn't say, like, a bad mental health week. Yeah. But it's been, like, an interesting week. Yeah. Because I know you made your post on Instagram. Just an existing post. Yeah, like, I just made a post, like, what did I say? Something about, uh... Your old self. Like, my old self and my new self are fighting, like... You no, know, my old self and the person I want to be is fighting, and like the me, who I am right now, is in the middle. Yeah. And it just kind of feels like I'm existing some days. Like some days I go to work, dude, and I just feel like life isn't real. But it's not like a depression thing. Like, no. like about yesterday. And like it, but like it does kind of make me like, from a, from a happy. From a clinical standpoint, like I guess you can say it is like depression. You could, you could say it's a depression aspect, but in reality, just knowing you and knowing how you are, I wouldn't say it's a depression thing. I think it's more just like you trying to stay motivated, you thinking about your goals, and it's kind of like right now you feel like you're not really working towards them, but you're not working away from from right. 
But it did make me happy. Like a bunch of you reached out and was like, hey, if you ever need this dog, just let me know. And it's like, I appreciate it. That's not what I was going for. Yeah. But I, I managed to put received. So thank you. I managed to complete That's why my comment was literally same, bro. Always here. Yeah. Because cheers. And honestly, it cheers. Supplements. 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 American heroes. Mission barbecue, no free ads. It's it's for a chain barbecue place. Sorry, oh, but, that's fair. I'll give you that one. I'll give oh, you that the chain. You add the chain, that yeah. makes it better. Yeah, and right. So proceeds go to like right ads and everything. But I think for me, really quick, I'm sorry. Are you supposed to throw your tray away when you go there, or do they come around and get it for you? Your tray? Yeah, no, it's. it's you're throwing away. You're throwing away the whole ass plastic tray. No, it's a metal. It was a metal tray. It's a metal tray. It's probably the metal tray. Okay, I'm no, I'm okay. That's not what I asked. If it's really came off, I can see how it came off. Okay. I'm saying like when you're done. Yeah. Because you know they put the metal tray, yep. the paper, then mm-hmm. the food on top. Yeah, top yeah. You're supposed to go throw away the trash yourself. You can. Okay, because but I, if you're sitting there for a while, a, a chick will, somebody will come around. So like a guy. Come, I've been there. It's been this like older lady. She goes around and picks the really counts. Okay, see so like so when we, me and Jenny went, it was a guy. And he was like, there was a table behind us, and they had left one tray. It's two guys, but they left one tray, and the guys would look around. And then I walk and take my and Jenny's trash to the trash. Obviously, and the guy was like dumbfounded. He's like, thank you, thank you so much. And I'm like, for throwing away my own trash? And I told Jen, I was like, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to throw away my own stuff. Like, is that what they do here? Like, they just... Well, people are kind of trash nowadays. A lot of people don't do that. I agree. Um, anyway, Tangent, let's go back to what you were saying. My no, it's like this week too. I've kind of dealt with something similar in the aspect of like, like I said, I posted on Instagram on Monday mm-hmm. about uh meal prepping, mm-hmm. chicken with fire, and yeah, pesto chicken from Trader Joe's. Big it up, fire, no free ads. It's, it's like 13 bucks for like two pounds, no free ads. Pre pre marinated chicken breast, no, that's yeah, no free ads. Let's go on t shirt, no free ads, no free ads. No free ads. The hitter ads, bitch, my hands. Um, yes, pay for the shit. But, um, but no, so I was doing it and, and I've just been trying to, to change my mindset on things because like, it's very easy to get into this, get into a mindset of like, I want to change because I hate who I am currently mm. instead of, I want to change because I love who I can be. Mm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, just because I, I don't have a low self-worth, I, I will say that that's, I mean, it's taken years for me to get to that point. Because I think a lot of times we get caught up in the difference between self-worth and self-esteem. Self-esteem is based off accomplishments, what you've done, who you are, you know, what the degrees you have, your family, whatever, right? What you think of yourself. It, it's, it's, a t- it's tangible things. Mm-hmm. Self-worth is literally that you just believe that you're worth living and that you're worth being here. It, it's, it, it's unconditional. It's based on nothing besides just the fact that you're worth. You want to be alive. You, it's it, not even that. It's worth. It's that you are worth breathing another day. Well, it's simple as that. Yeah, you can still want to be alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I'm saying like you can have a high self worth and I want to be alive. It's two, it's two different things. I get what you're saying. Okay. But like, like for me, I, I'm trying to just actively change that mindset and actively be that person who is like i want to change and i want to be better and i want to devote 
most I can to myself. Yeah. Because I love myself and I deserve the best that I can potentially do and mm-hmm. be for myself. Yep. And so like this week, I just had one work has been tough. It's been busy as hell because we were kind of, our, our numbers were a little down. Like in the past past two days, we've had 12 people coming to the facility. That's the shit fun makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I also had some other stuff happen this week. Uh, I made a post on Facebook, quickly deleted it. Um, not that, and it wasn't, it kind of got taken the same way like yours did, um, where it was like, hey, are you okay? Like, are you struggling? It was like, yeah. no, I'm just saying that, like, I'm trying to actively do this. Yeah. But, like, it feels like people keep trying to break me back down. So I almost kind of feel like I'm stuck in the middle. I did say that. I made it, like, in the middle of the night. Um, so like I said, it's kind of been, like, the same kind of thing, where, like, I'm actively doing this, but, like, this keeps happening. It makes me feel like I'm kind of stuck in the middle, and I'm not really, I'm almost, like, plateauing. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm kind of just existing, walking through the motions. So, so that's really that plan. Just that was definitely not plan, but absolutely. Like it is nice to see, like in the era that we live in, because like obviously, I think when we were kids too, like there was a time where like if we were talking like this, people would call us like pussy and like just man it up. But it's like yeah, at the same amazing. time, they had to realize like mental health is a real thing. Like even if like if we're not classifying it like the mental health problems, like we're not struggling with. I don't, I would mental classify health. it as like, like struggling health. with anything, like being in mental health this week is better. Like overall, yeah, like there's a stage where you're just like, it's just a tough time. Like it's just a, tough, it's just time. a struggle to just to survive the day sometimes. And like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I said, it just it's nice to see that people are like kind of people like I've never like it's like it's it kind of sounds like superficial, but like people like who never like like my shit on Instagram or like my shit on fucking Facebook or commenting and liking my shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't know where from, like when they do see something, they do. Yeah. Um, oh, like I said, like that's it, one thing that brings up an interesting topic too, not to go too too much deeper into this, but like just for people back here in a second, people like in our age group. We are very much in that age group, right? Where like internet became we, we experienced before we experienced after. Mm-hmm. Or I should say with, not after. It's not done. And it probably never will be again. Right. We're probably on track to freaking Terminators land, Terminator world. And then um but also in regards to like that, like gender roles and whatever, right? Like like we definitely were in high school, there's definitely those times you know you call somebody a plus you or whatever the hell else why because they were doing something mm-hmm. and but then like but we also experience times now where like i don't know we've just been in that age group where like that, that stuff is like been the deciding factor in our lives you know what i mean mm-hmm. Where like we've been the ones who have made the change we're also the ones who are like partake partook in it is that the right word partook in that in those activities we were active in it yes we we're active in that and we we're also active in changing that like that, I feel like that's like the age group that we're in, like yeah. like twenty. Let's just say pre nineteen or two thousand, pre two thousand mm-hmm. like children, nineteen ninety to yeah, like eighty five to, to ninety. Essentially, well, I mean, we definitely partook in it because like it was the the, the it was just the way it was. Mm-hmm. But that as soon as like, but we were the ones who were like, 
grow up a mind into the idea of, you know what? Yeah, that probably wasn't the best way to handle somebody who's saying that they kind of hate themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, like, you go back to, like, maybe people like, say, my older siblings who were born in the mid 80s, or like our parents and grandparents, like our parents and grandparents, right? Like, where it was like, oh, Johnny killed himself because he was a pussy, right? Like, yeah. It's like, n- no, the dude, like, was struggling and nobody tried to help. That's why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, once again, not to get not to get too far <laughs> into all this, because once again, all, most of y'all know like what I literally do for a living. I can talk about that shit for so yeah, um, yeah. So it was, well, a little bit, but it was it was, it was, it was that was a conversation. That's real life shit. What's well, what we get? Fitness is big things. Be nice to somebody. Yeah, that's what they. I mean, that's what we want to do on the podcast. Is we want to have fun. We want to have. Uh, we want to talk some shit, some good shit, mm-hmm. not personal shit. And then, um, but we also do want to get some real shit sometimes as well. So we're gonna, you're gonna get a little bit of everything. You're gonna get a little bit of everything from us. We're here to entertain. We're here to educate. We're here to have some fun. We're here to tell you about developments. Um. But yeah, before we uh before we got off on that the thing, the posts, which was good, not no. knocking that. Um, we're talking about the live stream. Yeah. And, and uh, our what I wanted to after it. What I, yeah, what I wanted to get into was the how what are our thoughts on the uh Colts and the Bears, Colts, Bears, mm-hmm. draft picks, um, and also I we can give each other our thoughts on the other team too. And that's what we're going to talk about is our team. So, uh, B before C. So, go ahead and start with Bears, man. What do you think? Um, so, I mean, if anybody follows the uh, um, Instagram page, definitely saw Tyler's, Tyler's reel that he made of my reaction. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, <laughs> to uh, Senior Wright. Is that his name? Is it uh, Devin? Devin Wright? Eric Wright? Dude, pull up the freaking Bears draft class real quick. Honestly, our whole draft class is pretty solid, to be honest with you. That's like a... That is... I will say, that's one of like one of the general consensuses. Consensuses? Is that a word? General consensus is... Consensuses. Is that... Consensi. Consensi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is one of... Well, that is one of the consensi. That out of coming out of the draft, is that like almost every team did really good. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of like bust. Like, well, like, like you're, not, you're not for sure you say about bust, but like, no, yeah, like, like, like teams who drafted this year, there wasn't a whole lot of like, ooh, yo, they did not do well. The one team I did, I will say they that people thought they reached was the Lions. Um, well, let's get into that first. Because I feel like that. I feel like that was one of the most random, like non-understood picks of the draft. Darnell White, by the way, right? The uh, you talking about the um, the running back? Yeah, from Alabama. I mean, Jack Campbell's a pretty decent pick for lower level of the first round. I'll give you a, a middle linebacker or no, something. I'm just talking about the running. Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, or Gibbs because one, they just signed. David Montgomery. They just signed David Montgomery with three year, like yeah, like thirty six million. Now he'll be their starter. 
And then Gibbs will be their scab. And then and they still had um DeAndre Swift, Swift, which was second day of the draft. They traded they him. traded DeAndre Swift to freaking yeah. the uh, Philadelphia. I think they knew they were gonna trade him. That's why they uh Right, but on the but on the day of the first round, everybody was like, What? We yeah. needed us in our live stream. Well, what game was I watching? Um what game did Alabama play? It was the first time I ever freaking heard of this kid, Gibbs kid. I'm like, so, no, he's not bad. So I don't know if he was worth a top 12 pick. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead and get in the Bears. Um, so, like I said, on draft night, felt a little whatever about it. Because I think sometimes we get too caught up in, in, in just in the NFL in general, mm-hmm. seeing these dudes who are like left, ta- like left tackles, offensive tackles, whatever. Seeing dudes who are like six five, six six to six nine, who are like 350, 380 pounds, who like run like a four seven forty. Yeah. Right? And they're like, oh, this guy's gotta go top ten. And almost every year we have a guy like that who comes out of the draft and they go top fifteen. Mm-hmm. And then what do we get out of them? There's been a couple of them that have been decent, but most of them haven't been shit. Yeah. But I have been reading into Darnell uh, uh, Ryan a little bit, and some of the other intangible stuff looks a lot different than a lot of these other guys who haven't necessarily been in. Um, Apparently, he owned Will Levis, or not Will Levis, my God, Will Anderson Jr. Yeah, he schooled uh, Will Anderson Jr. a couple times. He was a big part in what helped Tennessee beat Alabama Alabama this year. Well, I, I didn't watch, like, I can't say I watched tape on him, but I just seen some highlights and some of his blocking and... Mad Mel? Right. Both you, you didn't watch explosive. Yeah, you, you didn't watch tape like Mad Mel? No. Because I'm like Jake Le- Jason Glazer. Jason Glazer, fuck you! <laughs> I knew it. I knew it already. <laughs> um, so, but like I said, ultimately, I think it's a solid pick. I think it's... Honestly, it was worth... It's worth it. Because I think he fits a left tackle build more than um, homeboy from North, Northwestern. I, think, I thought he was going to be your right tackle, though. Uh, that's, I knew he was going to be he was gonna try to play left. Oh, okay. Because, um, uh, what's his face? Just putting him to right. But either way, I think I think he would be okay either way. Um, we just need to protect fields. And especially, if, you know, year three is the year. This year is going to be making a break for fields. Yep. See how passing goes for him. Let's see, you know, once again, you know, how rushing goes for him. And, um, I don't know. Like I said, a lot of people are saying that this draft of the Bears killed it. Um, I would say, yeah, I know we're talking about first round picks, but I saw Suo, Suo, but a lot of people are saying that this is that's a the steal, dude. This is the steal of the draft. He was like, I th- going into the draft, I thought, like, I can't tell you if he was his kids. He was a, like, he I was a him. top five. Linebacker on the draft, and he went. He dropped to the fifth round. Yeah, that's a. And his brother played for Lions. Lyman. Yeah, it's a good. That's a good get. That was a good get in the fifth round. Yep. Um. Like I said, we we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm hopeful. Cause the last time we picked in the first round with a a, a big ass lineman was Chris Williams, and Chris Williams was all right for us. He was part of our NFC cha- championship run. Yeah. 
Um, it, it, he couldn't really stay healthy. That was kind of his biggest thing. He had a couple of years where he was absolutely just dog shit. But, like, majority of his career, he was all right. He was average enough to help Jay Cutler stay upright a little longer than he would have with anybody else. Yeah. So, so like I said, if I'll say this. If he is a healthy Chris Williams, I'll take it. If he's a healthy Chris Williams, I'll take it. Now, if he's Gabe Creamy, no, I give that out there. I will tell you, I read that was the last time that we took up for a live in the first round like that with Gabe Creamy. Mm. I will say, like, I read an article where they said that the GM and the coach, GM and the coach went to Tennessee and they worked this kid out and they're like, they're trying, yeah, they to, the shit out. They were trying to push him to see if he'd quit. I guess he just kept going. Like, he was tired, but he just kept going. So, like, they're like, this is our guy. Honestly, I'm not, like, I mean, you already know I like matter, matter, urban flus. Mm-hmm. But, like, I do like Ryan Poles. I can't, I'm not going to say I trust him. Yeah. But, like, I'm I'm more than willing to find out. Mm-hmm. More than willing to find out. You can't go back and change it, so. I mean, it's got to make Bears fans feel good. They're going to, they're trying to invest. They're in, trying. They're trying to invest in Fields as their quarterback, too. They go in on got him a true number one receiver. I mean, they try with Chase Claypool. I mean, he could. He has I mean, he came, in, came in the middle of the season, was kind of injured. Yeah, I mean, he still has potential, but like they went on got DJ Moore as a true number one receiver. At least he can be in that, you know, with that team. And then um, he's the true number one, though. Like, he's not the upper echelon of number one, but yeah, like I said, he can be number one. Like, he's not like a Devontae Adams or like a Mike Evans or a um, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in there, but he's. A top five. He's a solid number one receiver. I'd say top ten. But yeah. He's feeling like number seven. Fair. I think that's fair. He's a definitely a baller. I will say that much. But uh yeah, so like I said, just showing that you know you went on and then you got a guy who could protect fields. The passing game has to step it up. Like, man, I know I gave Justin Fields a lot of shit, and you're gonna give my boy probably a lot of shit coming in season two, especially if he struggles passing, but like I'm very hopeful. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about him in a minute, but like reality, though, like I don't hate the Bears, so like I want them to size. So I want because they're not in the AFC. So and plus, I kind of, I kind of do, kind of wish like all the like Midwest teams, like I kind of pull for all of them except for maybe the Packers, because like the way people talk about like, Aaron Rodgers being the goat, like they're overhyping him like a motherfucker. I'm like, all right, guys, I need you guys to lose. Like y'all are terrible, but like the we you know the Browns, the Steelers, the Ravens. The Lions, the Bears, uh, Minnesota, not Tennessee anymore. I explore the weather, whether I like Tennessee. Like, they're annoying now. Like, now that they beat the Colts all the time, they're fucking annoying. But that's just like a Twitter thing. But I mean, like, I, I, don't, really ne- I don't really necessarily yeah, I hate. Love my, I like Coach Vader. I do so. too. Like, that's the thing. And I like Derek Henry. That dude's a fucking stud. And then, uh, I just need to post to beat him, but your boy Will Evans. <laughs> Not my boy. I just keep saying Levitz. See that a lot. But uh yeah, well speaking of the AFC South, go ahead and pull that Colts. Are you done with the Bears? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which could be good this year. See how A lot of people are saying they're a year away. Probably next year. Get more pieces. I mean that division's very winnable now. I think the Lions are gonna take it though, man. That's yeah, that, so too. that's the next lot that's the next logical step for them is they have to win the division. 
I think. Yeah. So I, their projection. I, mean, I think. Yeah, they're going up. They're they're trending up. Yeah, I mean, I, for I, sure. I definitely think that uh, they're they're probably the um, the favorite at, at this point. So I mean, it's definitely kind of Minnesota too. That's the thing is, like, I, I just don't. Yeah, I know you can't live in Minnesota. I just don't believe in Minnesota ever. They got talent all over the field. Okay, and look how many times in the past they have, and they've done shit. So that that's where I go with it. And like, they are my least favorite team in the NFC North, mm-hmm. but I truly don't hate them that much. My uncle Carl is a huge fan. I would love to see them have a fucking championship for him. Yeah. So we had twin picks. So. Those of you watch live stream, you guys see how excited I was. And for those of you guys who watch the podcast, I've talked about how much I've wanted Anthony Richardson. Even when, like the idea of us trading for Lamar Jackson popped up, I'm like, man, like I'd be dumb to like be mad that if the if they would have traded for him. But like the fact that we got our own guy, and at the most important position, a guy that we can straight up like uh, mold. You know, pair a rookie quarterback with a rookie head coach. The one thing I will like too is like there's a show they do, the Colts do called with the next pick on YouTube. And I just watched uh the the second episode where they did the draft. Everyone the draft and uh when Houston traded up, they're all celebrating to number three because they're like, good, good. They were hoping like they were probably gonna take Levis if he was there at four. Like it, they it had to be quarterback. Like with the revolving door of quarterbacks we've had last few years, like number four pick, have to take we had to take a quarterback. Uh, Richardson, he's a freak athlete, he's talented, he's gonna throw the ball, he can run the ball. Uh, people are chalking him up as a bust just because his college stats were not fucking that good, and I get it, but like Florida sucks, and the coaching staff sucks. Um, some of the stuff that he can do, I think. Um, and the thing is that I've been thinking about too is like. All these guys on these, you know, fucking shit. And, like, Colts fans were like, he shouldn't be a bust because look at his college stats. But it's like, okay, but how many all-time great college quarterbacks have turned out to be busts in the NFL? So you can't fucking, like, you can't base a kid's potential on. And, like, he's saying all the right things. Like, the thing I like, too, is, like, he's saying all the right things. Like, he's talking about how he wants to be the best ever. He wants to be Hall of Famer. He wants to be a Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes hybrid. You know, he's willing to put the work he really in. But, like, he put, like, he even, like, one of the quotes from his, the quote from, like, uh, the press conference that stuck out to me was, like, I don't know, I always have to work. It was basically, like, I, ha- I have to work because, like, Tom Brady's the best ever, seven rings, and if he's always working, how can I sit here, somebody, somebody who's never accomplished anything, and say that I can't be putting more work in? So, I mean, I mean, it may not work out, but at the end of the day, it's going to be fun to watch. Oh, uh, we got a stud freaking wide receiver, Josh Downs. I forgot yeah. about him. I forgot you guys got him too. Yeah, in the first round. Yeah, and like Reggie Wayne's our receiver coach. He's really excited for him. Uh, that Brent's kid, he's from Indianapolis. Yeah. So, and like apparently, like they have this athletic, they have this like athletic, um, that guy right there, that Will Mallory. His yeah. grandpa, his grandpa was a, IU coach, Bill Mallory. That's his grandpa. Okay. Yeah. Found that out too. And that Evan Hall kid is from Northwestern. Sure. Fifth round. He's a stud. He's a stud. He's he a can, like spot. Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they came out with, like, uh, a defensive end for Northwestern, too, 
four four nine forties, two hundred eighty five eighty five pounds. Yeah. They have that RAF score, that raw athletic score, whatever the fuck it's called, the tests that they do now. I mean, they make them do a bunch of tests now. And like the Colts have like one of the most athletic draft classes of the whole time. So I think uh at the end of the day we're gonna be fun to watch. I think I think I trust Coach Dykin. Kind of hope Richson wins the jobs day one, but I would not be opposed if he doesn't. Like people are talking shit. Like that's the thing. Just people are like, well, he's clearly not gonna be good if he can't beat out Gardner Minshew. But it's like Minshew's a stud. Gardner Minshew's a serviceable starter. Yeah, like he's not a he's like, not, he's a, not a straw, dude. Like he's not a turd. He's not a career starter, but like he's arguably a top three backup in the league. Yeah, and I think like. Honestly, I would just throw Richard out there. Like, that's just me being, like, selfish. But, he, but like... But the thing is, Minshew could start in most teams. I agree. I agree. Like, I don't... I honestly, like, honestly, if they want to start in day one, just, like, simplify the offense for now. Like, if he's really that much of a project, which I don't think he is. No. Like, if, if they're, like... If they're, like, hey, we do want to develop you a little bit more, but, like, we're going to put you out there, feet to the fire type of thing. Simplify the offense. Hey, one read. Here's a wide receiver as a read. Check down to a tight end or running back as a read. If not, take off. Yeah, two, two, two maybe. to three max reads. That's what the fields. Right, themselves. Right. Until you can develop, you know, develop. We got to see how our offensive line is going to play. That's going to play a major factor. Say it's like, are they helping John to be Taylor? Are they going to be bad? Are they going to be this like pussy ass offensive line that they they were last year? That's what I'm saying, man. And people are like pissed off because they're like, we should have drafted Will Levis. And it's like, dude, the dude's a fucking turd. And you're, he's going to prove it. Like, I saw a guy post the other day. Was like, yeah. The guys were like, I think this guy is straight up racist shit. It was like, these get with the times people are going to show show everyone that we should have drafted Will Levis instead of this fucking kid from Florida. Well, I'm like, get with the times people. What do you mean, having a black quarterback finally? Like, Probably for the first time in franchise history, besides Jacoby Brissett, it doesn't count. He's <laughs> one year. He's one year, and he runs like a mile. We've never had a black franchise quarterback, you know, so. He runs like a mile an hour. I like Jacoby, though. Oh, that's not bad. But, as, uh, like, I think, like, as mini camp pop up and, like, training camp, we'll start talking about more of the NFL. Uh, I do think the schedule gets released next week. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, I think that's going to be it on the NFL talk. But there is somebody that I want to talk about as soon as my co-host comes back because he just gets up and leaves in the middle of the freaking the episode. Hell yeah. Real professional asshole. Hell yeah. I had to bring another dog in here. Oh my God. Okay. I just wanted to get your thoughts real quick on Dylan Brooks. We don't need to talk about the NBA. Like, we don't, like... Well, fans of the NBA. We are. And the Lakers are 1-1 with the Warriors right now. I'm not really paying attention to the players. I am. I'm definitely paying attention, but... Um... It is kind of different when your team was not in it. Like, he may watch, like, the championship round, but...
Mike watches hentai porn. That's what that was. Oh, that's a random song. Um, but yeah, like when your team's not in it, it's like watches during podcast. It's kind of hard to watch like the normal playoffs. I think the thing though is that maybe so mad this year is that the Bulls have such a team mm-hmm. where we went into the season as a heavy favorite, not the favorite, but we were. I think we were like fifth. The each for the odds. The East? No, like general. Um, you blew it. And just we never got Lonzo back like we thought we were going to. That didn't help. And then we got Pat Bev at the end of the season when it was way too late. We squeaked in the in the playing tournament, mm-hmm. won the first game, and then we blew it the fourth quarter. Miami and Miami was making a deep run. So like I've been Jimmy Butler's a fucking dog. Dude. So following that just because Jimmy Butler. It, I mean, I, I can't say he's my favorite because Derrick Rose is still in the league, and Derrick Rose will never not be my favorite player if he's in the league just because I can't not have him as my favorite player. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy Butler is for sure second. The, as much as I love, absolutely love Levine and DeRozan, like those are the two guys who, like, like Rosen and Butler. We're the two who like brought the Bulls back mm-hmm. to being like a, a like a team a good a legitimate team again because like we had made the playoffs a couple times after Jordan and before um, before Derrick Rose but that but those were the two that made us like legit again um, so like I always have to share for them like I said Jimmy Butler is my favorite like active player because like Rose doesn't play as much I cannot be a fan of Jimmy Butler dude. Do put his ass off. And he's the son of Michael Jordan. Like, help me. Right. Facts. Um, but Dylan Brooks. I just wanted to I just wanted to touch on Dylan Brooks for a second. Cause of... The thing is, you always bring up wrestling. You know, people like to yeah, love the heel. People love the heels, right? I love the heel. They shit talk, they start shit. Normally they can back it up. All right, all right. So after game one, you didn't really say nothing. Well, like it started with like the whole like John Morant, like we're fine. I'm fine in the West type shit. I'm mm-hmm. fine in the West. You got the second seed. Okay, cool. Lakers come take game one. Yeah. Okay. They went. They went pretty handily in game one to beat the shit out of them. Yes. Then you go back. And you're you're still at home, so you take game two, which. Is expected because you're at home, so you should do. You're the better seed. Yeah. You know. Okay. The team has LeBron. It's year twenty LeBron. You're LeBron and the Lakers. It's twenty year twenty LeBron, and inconsistent Anthony Davis. So then all of a sudden it's LeBron's old. He's washed up. I don't respect anybody unless they come give me forty points. First off, you've never scored forty. They points come give you fucking 40. life. Somebody has to score 40 on you. Per- How often in the NBA is a player guarding a single particular player every freaking play? Never. Not ever. Often unless you're Jimmy Butler playing LeBron. Yeah. But like, okay, yeah. So, so you talk about that shit. And then they got smacked. They got smacked after every game. 
dude was talking about, I'm not, I don't want to talk to the media. He's, he shoots like three for 10, three for 13. And Dylan Brooks scores 10 points a game. Dylan Brooks is not. Like, bro, like. He's a good, he is a good defender. I'll be on about that. But besides that. And like, the thing is, too, is like, you know, like, I'm the biggest LeBron fan. And it's like, it's not the fact that you talk shit to LeBron. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm not one of those dick writers where it's like, oh, you came at my king. Oh, my God, you're a piece of shit. Like, that's not why I think he's a piece of shit, because he talks shit to LeBron. I thought it was hilarious that he talked shit to LeBron. Oh, it was great. It was good. It was good. I, love talking, I love talking shit. Like, that's, like, that was funny to me. But it's the fact that when you start taking your L's, it's like, well, I don't want to talk to the media. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying nothing. You got and then, like, you just, and then you don't even back it up. You, yeah. you play like shit. Yeah. Bro, like, everybody that knows you, like, this lost respect for you. Like, if you're going to talk shit, then talk shit, dude. Own that shit. Like, if he would have came out and said, hey, man, I talk shit, didn't work out. Yeah. Respect. Let's Props. See, Props to Lakers. Boom. All right. Yeah, you talked your shit, didn't work out. Oh, well, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Or, or if he would have came on average 25 a game, but they still lost, people like, yeah. all right, like, you played your game. This LeBron and the Lakers are better than you. LeBron's had more experience. Okay. But you yeah. bitch, if you literally turn into a little, like, you talk your shit, and you went hit as soon as things got tough. Yeah, you talk your shit, you gotta, you gotta build your heat. Can't just talk heat shit. Or heat or heat? Heat. If you don't build your heat, what's... What's the shit talking doing? Right. Because you gotta, you gotta talk. I mean, I guess I'm obviously referring to like pro wrestling, but like you gotta, you gotta build the heat for the shit talk to even matter. Like if we play, like me and you play one on one right now, the shit talk would be insane between both of us. Sure. Didn't matter who won or who lost, I'd win. Of course. All right. They think I'm gonna shoot a jumper, dude. It's not, bro. Get the fuck out of here. You're looking at him. Shoot a jumper. Get out of here. You, th- you shoot a jumper like you shoot a football, bro. I shoot a jumper like I shoot a football. Yeah. Maybe I say you throw a football, but you don't talk about. Oh, so I throw a perfect spiral. That's funny. Ah. Oh. Okay, comment down below who wants to see Mike and I play a one-on-one game. But anyway, we'll move on. It's getting late. Um, just a real quick uh, non-spoiler review of Gardens of Galaxy 3. We haven't seen that last night. Obviously, we're recording on Friday, so we haven't seen it on Thursday. So by the time this is posted on Sunday, we will have we we would have seen it on Thursday. I don't want to get too much away by our reaction, so I'm just going to say this. It's perfect. Perfect ending to a trilogy, man. James Gunn. James Gunn. Adults. Miss. Doesn't fucking miss, man. And this is actually going to lead us into our next hot, which might be our final topic. Yeah. Um, But James Gunn doesn't fucking miss, man. Like, he obviously wrote and directed all three Gallows, Gardens of Galaxy yeah. movies. And, and even, like, we talked about the yesterday of James Gunn. Okay, let's. Look, uh, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, hold on. Let's backtrack for just a second. Non spoiler review. Gardens of Three. Go see it. There's two mid credits or two credit scenes. One mid, one post. Whatever the fuck that works. 
It feels good to see. It's it's fucking perfect, man. It's a great fucking movie. Go fucking see it. It is the it's up there with No Way Home as the best movies since without a doubt. Like we said one A. I always forget about No Way Home too. So like that's why I was one like, A and one B since and they're interchangeable. Since yeah. Endgame. So like no to way home as big as Spider-Man fans as we are, it's without a doubt like it's neck and neck, dude. Yeah, it really can't go either way. So, but they're both they're both one. Whether they're one A or one B, mm-hmm. to be honest, I, I'm not saying one is first, one is second. It's one A, one B. Right. Um. So that's we're just gonna call it that because it's a big movie and you guys need to go see it. Well, here's the thing too is, is I I did see the other day, of course, because there's always gonna be mixed reactions. Nobody's no, no movie's ever gonna not have mixed reactions. Shit, even Endgame people. Some people shit on Endgame somehow. Shit on everything, dude. Because people gotta be negative instead of just sitting and watching and taking stuff for what it is and just trying to enjoy life. Somebody's gotta be a critic. Like you could go to say what they what that they wish was different. You could go give a homeless person fifteen dollars and they'd be like, "Why couldn't you? Why couldn't you give them twenty? It's always negative, dude. Yeah, but. Speaking of James Gunn, as we were talking about yesterday, was once again James Gunn don't miss, doesn't miss, and we both have a hard time understanding how people think that James Gunn isn't going to fix DC. Yeah, how? Yeah, James Gunn does not miss. Did yeah. you watch Peacemaker? Did you watch freaking uh, Suicide. Suicide Squad? People thought Suicide Squad. They're like, dude, there's no way James Gunn can fix this. There's no way. With how terrible that first movie was, which honestly, even though it sucked, I still kind of enjoyed it because I watched it for what it was. If they would have took out the Joker, bro, it would have been a lot better movie, I think. I kind of went back and forth. I low-key kind of liked Jared Leto's Nah, Joker. hell no. I hate, the, I hate the way it was presented, though. Ass. Like, Zack Snyder, Joker, and Jared Leto? I don't know. It's like gangster tatted up. Dumb. Set a boy wonder to do a man's job. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I forgot he wasn't the end of freaking Zack Snyder's Justice League. Because Jared Lowe's, I think Jared Lowe's a good actor. So I think he could have done a lot better. But going back, right. he he saved Suicide Squad. James Gunn. Yeah. And Peacemaker was perfect. Right. Absolute perfect. Like this is like, 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 how do you. Like, dude's literally going to make a Superman movie. Yeah, he's going to write and direct it. Yeah, with Superman Legacy, right? Yep. It's like, I, I don't understand the, the thought process. I'm like, there's no way you could save it. Did you watch the Guardians movies? Did you watch any of the stuff you've done with DC so far? Mm-hmm. You're mentally handicapped. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why like, I wanted to bring this up yesterday when we talked about it. It's like, I kind of include, you know, in my, you know, the notes that I make for our topic for the podcast. So I put like James Gunn slash Ted Lasso. Yeah. Slash well written shows and movies. And like the thing with James Gunn, man, and like we'll talk about Ted Lasso too. Mm-hmm. But like the thing with James Gunn is like, yes, is his shit gonna be funny? Of course. That's gonna be funny. Moment. It's gonna be hilarious. But like he also We'll throw shit in there. And like somebody actually made a post or somebody commented the other, uh, yesterday because I think I went on Twitter. I think it was Twitter. And I just put the hashtag like Guardians of Gospel. I wanted to see people's reactions and stuff like that. 
And somebody's like, fuck James Gunn and he fucking sucks. Like the only thing that he proved that he is or like somebody's like, he sucks to the director. Like it was like people are talking shit about James Gunn. And they're like, oh, have you not seen fucking Suicide Squad? Like that was like, have you seen I've seen Suicide Squad or Peacemaker or nothing like that? Like, what is your problem? And uh they're like, Oh yeah, the only thing with Peacemaker and uh Suicide Squad is that he proved that he can make comedies. And the person commented back to him and said, Those are so much more than comedies, though. Hold on, I'm getting to that. The guy said, the guy commented and goes, Oh, yeah, in Suicide Squad, the rat catcher, the rat catcher scenes, hilarious. In uh, Peacemaker, showing Peacemaker's past, that was so funny. And I'm like, it took me a second to realize he was being like sarcastic. I was like, Wait, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, those, those scenes are fucked up. And like, I mean, not like fucked up, and like, no, but like perfectly, like, they, but like, they showed some childhood trauma. Right. And like, that's the thing, too, is like, you know, I was thinking about that is the thing with James Gunn, like, what makes Guardians so good, and like, Suicide Squad, Peacemaker so good is not only you've had really good actors, number one, but you had such a good, well written story. You clearly had actors who gave a shit, like, bought in, gave it their all to the story, gave it their all to the characters. There was no mailing it in. As you see, you know, you see like that in some like Marvel movies sometimes. Like, like actors will just mail it in. You're like, oh, okay. You can see like you were just bullshit in that scene. But like these actors like generally give a shit. They all really like James Gunn. Obviously. They all love James Gunn. He's a good coach. And um, he writes a. They write such a well written story. Like I was thinking about this today. Like what to say say for this topic on the podcast? Because it's like I kind of hate when shows deal with like true real life shit where it's like in covid like when covid happened and like they came off all those tv shows and like people yeah, were like the masks they're like doing like they had the freaking glass panes and like they're talking about covid all the time and it's like uh, like i want to watch tv if i want to watch tv i want to watch a movie i want to tv shows like i'm trying to escape from the real life like the real bullshit like that bullshit but like when you can throw in like concepts like racism and shit like that you can attack like not attack it but like talk about it or like come about it in a certain way where it's like it makes you think where it's like oh fuck you know but like so like they deal like james gunn especially like, especially like in the guardian movies mm-hmm. and like peacemaker and freaking suicide squad like they give you like people who kind of are pieces of like not so much guardians but like Peace, you know, suicide by peacemaker, pieces of shit people, but you also make it you redeem them like you redeem them, and you also make them like you give them real world qualities almost like it, like it is a fantastical world where like superheroes and like all that shit, space monsters and shit like that exist. But it's like these people are fucking real life, you know what I'm trying to say? And like, uh, so that's something I was thinking a little bit ago was like, is you, you were bringing about. Like James Gunn making comedies, um, like Thor: Love and Thunder. I wouldn't classify his movies as comedies, though. Like, there's funny parts. Oh, okay, that's not what I'm saying. I know that's what I, that's yeah. I right, Thor: Love and Thunder. But like Thor: Love and Thunder, right? Like they tried doing this, like they almost tried doing the same type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like <laughs> Thor is being goofy, but then like, oh, Homegirl's got cancer. Yeah, you know, saying like, 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 and it didn't fit well, like, because it wasn't like, it wasn't like, hey, here's the story, because that was supposed to be the main thing, Mm -hmm. but it focused too much on comedy being funny, Mm -hmm. 
and whatever. So that's what that's what I think James Gunn gets it perfectly, where like it's got these moments to kind of help you remember, like, hey, it's okay, it's a movie, you're supposed to laugh and enjoy mm-hmm. this. You're not supposed to just sit here and be worried the entire time. But you're also gonna feel something. Exactly. It it makes you feel all of the emotions that you should feel when you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. You should feel excited. You should it should be this this big peak and then the and then the kind of the drop off and then the ending of the, the big ending where they, they save the day, right? Like Thor, it, it it never really got anywhere because they were focusing too much on like trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, by the way, here's this thing that we're trying to level it out. It should be this level back out, this level back out. Oh, like it should be consistently, not just like just a side note, real quick, which is really weird. I'll say that, like, Love and Thunder, because Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi, um, Ragnarok was like that. Ra- Ragnarok was just like, like, like the Guardian, like. It's most Dorian's movie where there were some funny parts. Yeah, it was comedy. Like when Thor was like, it was uh, so pretty screaming like that shit's hilarious. And then you're like, oh fuck, his axe died. It wasn't. It flowed well. It wasn't as. It wasn't as comedy forward. I should say it was a forced comedy. Yeah, yeah. And Love and Thunder felt it was like way too, way too forced, way too much. Mm -hmm. Um, that's where James Gunn gets perfectly. Is where he gets his story across, and the stories, the story remains the main focus. It doesn't get lost in the theatricals or the or the comedy mm-hmm. or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, he does things his way, man. He definitely has a style, and he's definitely he's definitely mastered that style. Well, as a as a writer and a director, yeah. And and I think one that it's gonna fit because I think in general, just people like really enjoy movies and TV shows that are written that way, like. Ted Lasso. Like, I've, I've been on Ted Lasso since the first season. Mm-hmm. I started watching after the first season came out. And I just think it's one of the most well-written, perfect shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Because it's got... I mean, first up, Jason Sudeikis is Ted Lasso. Yeah. And that in, in itself is already, like, comedy gold. And, um... But just, like, how well-written the show is. Like, it's literally... I remember watching the first season. There was literally moments where I could feel myself go... No, like I would literally get like sad, mm-hmm. and it gets like you emotional feeling that this is. I, was, I mean, the show's been out for a couple of years, but still, we don't. I don't want to spoil any of that either. No, I don't want with that. You could probably spoil the first season. Well, it's been out for three years, dude. There's the spoiler band's over. If you haven't watched it right, right now, now like, second season came out a year and a half. Ago. Like, if you're spoiling the third season, don't do that because it's still out. It's still, still the second season still came out a year and a half ago. So, like, right, so you can. Never, I mean, just don't spoil the second. I'm not gonna spoil the second season. But obviously, the second season, right? Like first season. His wife, yeah, his wife leaves him. I damn near fucking cried. And literally, she she pretty much tells him. Thing. She pretty much tells him that's too nice. That he's he's too nice of a guy. Just fucked up. And like, it almost gives you this sense, like when TV shows like really get you to buy into the sense of like, oh my god, is there no fucking hope in the world? Mm-hmm. That like, you, if you're too nice, people don't love you. Yeah, right. Well, and like you kind of you see his progression with his own mental health, and everything else that kind of starts to proceed, and everything after that. But it's it's just it's such a perfect, well written, great show. I mean, and like it's won a shit ton of awards. Well, like I think like the way like you don't lose the main story. Well, because obviously he's a football coach who who goes gets hired to go overseas to coach soccer football. 
soccer. Soccer. And um and and in England. And mm-hmm. so like, I'm just like you don't lose you don't you don't lose sense of any time the main story, which is huh, Ted Lasso's is goofy, Kansas, Wichita State football coach. Hey, Wanker. Who gets hired in England to coach the Rich, Richmond Greyhounds, which is not, I think it's a pretty sure, pretty sure it's a fictional team, um, which is not Premier League. It was like a step or two below yeah. um, when he got there. Um, so they, you never lose that sense of the story that like he's a, he's a coach. That part's supposed to be funny. That part's supposed to be like, wow, look, look at him, you know, learn football, look at all this. Right? That's obviously that dynamic. You never lose that. You never lose the, co- the the comedic standpoint of this is Jason Sudeikis in a in a comedy show technically, mm-hmm. but then you also never lose sight of Ted's personal struggles, the the team's personal struggles, mm-hmm. all the personal struggles of the supporting cast around him, his assistant coaches, the the the, 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 the owner, the the manager Nate, like you never lose sense or sight. Of any of these characters, and there's a shit ton. Mm-hmm. You, like all of the football players, they balance them well. All of the football players, football players who play for other teams, mm-hmm. the um, owner's ex-husband, like everything is perfectly balanced. Mm-hmm. And once again, James Gunn does this shit really well. James Gunn does not write or direct Ted Lasso. I don't know who the director is. I couldn't tell you. Um, but that's something that he does really well. And I think that's one reason why he has done so well in things like Suicide Squad, Guardians of the Galaxy, is because these guys, obviously, there's a team, and you remember that the team is technically the main character, but at the same time, you get to sense, and you know, and and it builds on every single character and their individual characteristics. And that's what makes James Gunn and everything he does so well. Mm -hmm. Because even in, like, the single stuff that he does, like Peacemaker... You get the perfect sense of who Peacemaker is, his own journey, his own battles, his own up, uphill battle, and the battles of literally every single other person in the show. Yeah, I crawled on that show because I was like, coming off of Suicide Squad, like when I first watched Suicide Squad, I was like, man, this show, that movie was fucking like perfect damn near. Yeah. And then like when it was announced, like, oh, I'm making Peacemaker, it's like, okay, you were pretty, why? You were pretty different. I remember that. I was. I was like, why? And then I, I was excited. Like, like, I was like, uh... Oh, let me circle back to what you were saying about like Ted Lasso and James Gunn. No, no, I went a little, little farther. Than I oh, you're good. But I, I want to make sure I circle back to like make sure we get all the points across that we're trying to make here. So the one thing I will say like James Gunn does very well too is like what, to your point, is like you never lose sight of the story and you never lose sight of the main characters, but you also never lose sight of what the supporting characters are doing. Right. So it's like, even though the Guardians of Galaxy obviously are a team, they're a team, you have a leader, which is Peter Quill, Star-Lord, mm-hmm. and like, there's a big focus kind of, there's kind of a focus on him early on in the first one. The second one's all about him and his dad, but like, you never feel like you never, you never feel like else. you never feel like, and even like the third one's basically about Rocket. Yeah, it's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. It's pretty obvious. It's about Rocket. It's pretty obvious in the trailers. Like, you know that the story is focused on men, 
Yeah. But that doesn't diminish the shine of the other character. Like, you, you can't say the main character, like the team, the Guardians, are like supporting characters. Right. But like, they get that they all get their due. Like, like they all shine. Like, watching, you never get the feeling that like Drax is a sidekick. Right. No, like, no, they're all main characters. Are that the Guardians is the main character. Right. Even though story focuses on one in particular, yeah, like, like Joe, like the main main story is is ego and Peter Quill, right? And like that's the thing of like Ted Lasso too is like two inches. I'll say like two examples of like how like show this show is well written too is like, well, I'll just go by the first season because I'm only happy to say it's that the first season, Rebecca, she's a straight up. I would. I mean, I don't want to show that like bitch. No, she really just she's a bitch. But like, she's hurting. And she's she's hurting, hurting, and she has like she's fucked up. Like that, what she does, like what she does, is fucked up. But like, um, at certain points, you're almost like, like it's so well written where you can almost like there's certain points in the show where you're like, damn, I know what you're doing is fucked up, but you're sympathizing with but it. Like she's like, I want to fuck my husband over or my ex husband. It's like, damn, I get it. But damn, you're fucking over Ted. But damn, I understand it. And it's like, and then like, like Roy. See, see there's, there's parts too. I don't want to interrupt about Roy, but like, there's parts about that too where you're almost kind of like, you know, because she's I was fucking over Ted, and you said that pretty clearly. And like, you, you almost kind of get this feeling of like, ah, Ted wouldn't want me to hate her. Ted would want me to try to help. At least I, got, I got that because, like I said, like it just it's such a sentimental show. And like Ted has all these just like super nice guy who's supposed to help everybody. Like well, he almost like you see, he almost like apologizes to him too. Like he almost like he almost wants to motivate you to like try to be a better person, right? And like you see that when she apologizes, yeah. Like when she went down to apologize to him, I was like, oh shit, okay. Because like you know all the TV shows we've watched, like you know there's always supposed to be some kind of conflict. <laughs> so it's like when she went down, I was like, I'm sorry, I tried fucking you, blah blah blah. blah. He was just like. And you could like they linger on him for just a second because you're like, oh, he's about to snap. He's about to say, "Fuck you, I'm out. Like I quit. I'm done with this shit." And he's like, "Yeah, because I forgive you." And you're like, "Wait, what?" Oh God, Ted. Left. Damn, that makes sense. Like, Fuck. Like, damn it, Ted, you're the man. But like, there's and then there's also one like uh, there was one scene that gave me chills too. It was like because Roy is like my favorite character in that show. Oh, Roy. I love the way he says "fuck." My favorite word oh. is "fuck." Fuck. <laughs> He's growling shit. He's always talking shit. It's hilarious. But like the scene where he is obviously old. He's a guy who the whole season. He plays uh, Hercules and Um, when he chases down Jamie, and he kicks, he takes, he tackles him. Mm-hmm. It's a tackle in soccer. Like apparently it's legal. I found that out. I learned that in the show. You can legally tackle people in soccer. And he fucks up his knee. He's walking off, and like the ch- crowd is chanting like. He's there, he's there. I'm like, I got chills. I was like, fuck. Yeah, because like that sucks. Because he like finally he had, walks off the fucking field. He, he finally the had the flash of the player he used to be. Yeah. Because Roy the, Roy in the show he's what was Roy like this like he was almost kind of like former like past his prime all like superstar. Yeah, like he he was he was kind of like a who was, who was uh, like Ronaldo, who like got into 
the big, big leagues, like Premier Leagues, when he was like 17, 18 years old, and he came in and just started killing it right away. Played for Chelsea. Yeah, he played for Chelsea. And, um, and like, obviously, he says his career went on. I think he's like, he was like late, mid, late 30s. Yeah. Um, by, this, by the time that the show starts, he's kind of washed up playing for a lower level rich man, which isn't in the Premier League. And obviously, like, you kind of like, early on too like in the first season you kind of like you gravitate towards him because like as him as a character because like he's the anti ted lasso like he's, yeah, he's literally the he's a straight up prick but like you're like all right i get it like but then like he's always like clashing with ted lasso early on so you're like saying roy fuck he's the main character so well, i met my guy like that well that's the thing too is we're talking about all of this and talking about about james gunn too Character development really is one of the mm. biggest things that yeah, yeah, I think James Gunn has perfected. Right. And whoever the hell writes Ted Lasso. Yeah. Is I was like, for me, I'm caught up, I'm up to date with Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And just like thinking about going back to like Roy um, and really just all of the characters back in like season one. And just the development of all of their characters and what they've been. And just, I, I just to me, like obviously like i'm a big fan of wrestling obviously so like i mean i just i buy into tv shows you know what i mean like i get into it just because like, i got say it's developed by jason sudeikis bill lauren brendan hunt and joe kelly yeah i know they're all they all produce it but i don't know if they help write or not um no one's probably it is today because of the freaking genius also brett goldstein's a writer brett goldstein's a pretty good one too see he's done a few other shows um apparently he was actually hired as a writer and then he wrote so good that they hired him as Roy Kent. So it says on here. Brett Golsey? Yeah, it says both Golsey has also written and performed four solo stand-up shows. TV producer Bill Lawrence hired Goldstein as a writer for the 2020 Apple TV show. Uh Ted Lasso starring Jason. His writing on the show led to his being cast as a character of aging footballer Roy Kent. I didn't realize that was Roy Kent. Brett Goldstein? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But uh, once again, like just going back to like I said, like I I've had obviously like some shows that I really enjoy and I definitely like I enjoy watching them. But like there isn't a whole lot of TV shows that get me that gets me to truly invest. And like, dude, like I, like I can't wait to see what happens with this specific character. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think you're pretty similar to that too. Like, me and you will watch TV shows. Dude, we can't wait to see like what happens next on Titans, right? Or like, yeah. what happens next? Like in the next episode left in the next season of next season of The Boys or whatever, right? But we never like really break down and say like, dude, I can't wait to see what like, um, Homelander does next. Like, we really don't. Say, we don't normally say stuff like that about TV shows. At least, at least I don't think me and you do. Sometimes, sometimes, but not that, but not every single episode, not every single character. Yeah, but like for Ted Lasso, dude, I find myself literally being like, I can't, I gotta wonder what's gonna happen next to this character. Yeah, Nate's a fucking prick now. It kind of pisses me. I gotta me. say, I keep telling you, man, just keep like, I know, like, that's how, like, how good a written show it is because you're like, you don't want to see characters turn into well, pieces thing. of shit and he's turning into a piece of shit. Man. But you, can also understand, but you can also understand why he's turning into a piece of shit. Yeah, it makes you sympathize. Fuck! Said so not, not to spoil anything for anybody who wants to watch the show, but like, oh, he's, fuck you. But, he's, but he starts out the show as the equipment manager. 
Like a he very shy, quiet, like... He literally just sets up cones. Him, like, takes up the cones, throws the practice jerseys to him, carries, you know, carries the balls, water boy, whatever, right? And because Ted's a nice guy, and he's trying to figure out the game, Nate's kind of the main guy who, like, helps him figure out the game. And then he ended up becoming a he ended up winds up becoming an assistant coach, mm-hmm. and is like this wonder kid because he does all these like trick wonder plays, kid. huh? Wonderkid, wonderkind, wonderkind. Did you say wonderkind? The wonderkid. I know, but I'm, that's the thing. When he made that play, they won that game. And he's on live TV. And he was like, um, "I'm not, I'm not some wonderkid." And he was the guy was like, "Touch me, wonderkind." He's like, "That's not that." that. You remember that? No, it's been a while since I've seen. It's been. Uh, I haven't rewatched any of the other seasons. Okay. Since like when uh, Ted, La- Ted Lasso, like he had a panic attack and he left the match early. Yeah, the season two. Into... And so Nate stepped in. He yeah. called the play that won them the game. Yeah. So when they entered on live TV, he's like, "Oh, I'm not some kind of wonder kid." The guy's like, the guy interviewing was like, "Don't you mean wonder kid?" He's like, "Oh, that's what started the trick. You kept being a prick." Yeah. But like I said, yeah, just he starts out as that, builds up to this, and then obviously, like, he's an assistant coach calling all the plays. Ted still has no idea what the fuck he's doing with, with soccer, has no idea about soccer. Like, his assistant coach, Coach Beer, who coached with him at Wichita State, followed in there. Like, he yeah. studies a lot, helps him figure out some stuff. But, like, the main thing that really helps Ted figure it out, quote unquote, which he mm-hmm. doesn't technically, is, is Nate. And then Nate, like after that, when Ted has his panic attack because he's still dealing with everything with his wife divorcing him, his son being a Kansas, him being an England, yeah. Um, his panic attack leaves the game, middle of the game, and Nate calls a play and they win the game. It's like Manchester United or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like an exhibition. Yeah. Um, because they're low level and they're playing a team in the Premier League, which is the highest. I don't think it's exhibition, I think it's a real game. I thought it was an exhibition. No, I think it's a real game because it wasn't when uh, Homeboy was playing Manchester. Have you ever seen that? No, Jamie's back, but I'm trying to remember because it's been so long since I've watched it. Yeah, he's, but... he leaves Manchester City, Man City, Man City. beginning of season two. Yeah, yeah, I will say, like, tired to do that. Uh, reality TV show, not retired, but leave the team. Yeah, he left the team to a reality TV show. Love is lust is lust is blind or some shit. Yeah, some stupid thing. But uh, I will say like one of the shows that like it got me thinking about how like well, how written and how like how you can like um basically like fall in love with characters and stuff is like how much a mother for me. It's my one favorite show, but like like that's one of those shows too. It's like. It, I mean, to me, it's well written. It's very well written. Like, there's some parts where you could be like, all right, like, okay, like the ending. But they fucking, they fucking blew the ending, dude. Yeah. But like, but like, there's like scenes where it's like, okay, the shit's funny. Like, the shit's comical as hell. But then there's scenes like towards the end of the episode where it's like, like when Marsha and Lily got pregnant for the first time, like, I damn near fucking cried. You know, I remember watching that, like, live. I think Jenny was in college or some shit, and I was sitting there just watching that and I started getting there crying. I was like, or like when, like, Barney had a kid and shit, and you're like, all right, like, character development. 
Oh, that's one's like bothered much of my love that show so much. Yeah. That's how like Parks and Rec was for me. Oh, Parks and Rec is great, dude. That's, I don't care if anybody says, that is the best series finale in history. I don't know, man. I think it is. Sons of Anarchy to me. You probably never watched the show. No. Yeah. I'm talking about for shows like this, bro. It's a little bit different. Sort of like a Central like Anarchy was a well written show. We're sort of well written shows, not right, the most. But we're, but we're meeting. Okay, fine, sitcoms. Specifically, specifically at this moment. We're talking about sitcoms. Okay. About my own match of mother and Parks and Rec. And All right, to, that's fair. And you went to. Well, you just said, you just made a, the bold statement of the best finale of all time. I mean, I do agree that that's, it is for any, for any show ever. Because it perfectly sums up everything. Forgot how it ends. The last episode is um they all meet up back in the parks department. Oh, that's right, that's right. Because this is 2017, it's two years forward. Les is working for the net for the Department of the Interior, being like the head of the of a big big part of a national yeah. parks department. Then they keep going forward, right? And they like they're like, oh, one last mission. The parks department. They go and they fix a swing. They put like a chain link on the swing. Yeah. And you know, they're all just like talking and chit chatting because I think uh, I can't remember who it is about to move um, to to DC. Was yeah. it Leslie? No, I think it's uh, oh, I can't remember now. I think it's Chris Pratt and and uh, April because April is about to like join up with this company to help people find jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they were Leslie and Ben were about to split time anyways because Ben was about to work for like senator or something like that. So pretty much everybody. I thought she ran for president. That's well later on. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, so like she, so like they're like walking. Leslie's talking to everybody. They're all talking to each other. How much they love each other. All the good times, reminiscing from seasons past. Yeah. But then like when they like get done and they hug, it like shows like future. Shows like the future and like people people getting married and kids. You know, Leslie becoming president, getting a getting a library named after her at. At IU, which is pretty funny because if you've seen the show, they all pretty much believe that librarians are libraries of the scum of the earth. So, like, it's pretty funny tying in there. Like, Ron lives his like dream. He gets to become like the head ranger of a national park. Like, it, it, is it all just like this this perfect ending where they say like shows should end, leaving you wanting more? Yeah. But here's the thing with this: I think it's That's perfect. Okay. It's, it's, this, it's this perfect spot of it summed everything up you got every everybody all the characters got everything they wanted mm-hmm. and honestly most people like felt at peace with the show ending but it still leaves you with one more yeah because you're like damn leslie became president like i want to see oh, i want to see that. that yeah but like at the same point like it lets you know everything it completely sums everything up it leaves you technically not wanting anything more but it does yeah, but is that that's another show too? And I same said a lot of the same writers and stuff as The Office and stuff, and like that's that's one debate is what's better, The Office or Parks and Rec? Though they're both fantastic, and I think that I think The Office figured it figured it out quicker than Parks and Rec did. Parks and Rec took took pretty much the entire first season. The Office took like half of the first season, and then they kind of figured it out and went off from there. 
But like, the office went on like four seasons too long after Michael Scott left. Two. It's like three, two and a half. It's like three, two and a half. And it'll be almost like that. Seven. Yeah. But still, it went on a lot longer. That, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if it should take. If they, if, they, if they really wanted to finish that second half of that season, they should have just finished it with Will Ferrell, to be honest. Even though Big Picker sucked. Yeah. Like, it's ended take, with him running the business right into the ground. Like, if you take. <laughs> Parks and Rec, and every episode of Michael Scott. Oh, oh, about the same, yeah. Very similar. And then after Steve Crowley's right. office. Like, I will give you James Spader. He was fucking oh. hilarious. J- the James Spaders, do you know the fuck you're talking to? I'm the fucking lizard king. Like, James Spader's character in that show was great, but at the same time, like, probably j- just like, You'd rather have him or freaking Ron Swanson. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ron Swanson's the dog. <laughs> He's gonna be eating kibble. kibble. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I said, this, from start to finish, between the two, Parks uh, Rec is the better. But, like, Mike, it's when Michael Scott stays there the whole time, I think they're just equals. Yeah, I've had much mother clears both. Yeah, I don't know about that, but. Nothing suits me like a suit, wingman I can wear, and also debonair. Dude, how can you, like, you have a whole fucking song about suits, bro. Like, how much more of the clears? I've also never seen it start to finish, so I can't really say. Ooh. Quickly, I'll, and I'll cut this. Like I always say, I'll cut it for the, the Instagram. Rank these shows. Office, in its entirety. How much mother? Parks and Rec. I still need to finish Always Sunny. Oh, I started that like two years ago. I still am like in season Season four. 16 comes out on June 7th. I said like I'm, I'm still in like season four. I started like two years ago. Wait, what? Yeah. Dude. It's just like, it's the thing is like when I said they're almost like I a black person of South Park where they kind of make fun of like yeah. everything. That's the thing that was like, you know, watching these episodes from like 2006 and they're still like relevant as hell. Yeah. Um, Wait till you get to, dude, I'm still, it's season it, 12. I, My I favorite it. episode is The Gang Turned Black. No, I remember you telling me this. Man. Dude, it's, I, it's, a, it's a musical episode, so like, I definitely love music. So it's all like, I you said they kind of make, they almost make fun of the Wiz a little bit. They do. Yeah. It's funny as hell. Um, like I said, I, it's, it's a show that I've always wanted to watch. And when I watch it, I do love it. Which is sometimes, like, I forget that, like, I started watching it. Yeah. Like, I started watching it so I could fall asleep, and I'm, like, eight episodes yeah. later, and I'm, like, shit, where the hell was I at, you know? You need to watch it, man. I want to. Charlie Day is hilarious. Um, Rob, what's his face? Uh, uh, McElhenney. McElhenney's great. I still need to watch that. And, uh, you know, goaded. Yep. I still need to watch that. Uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, we'd say. I've heard that's hilarious. That's great. Yeah. The both just like naturally funny human beings. Well, right. Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds on a lower level so- soccer team like Richard Lasso. Yeah. Like, like a Ted Lasso. I guess like a real life version of Ted Lasso. Ten year, yeah. Except they're not the coaches, they're the owners. So they're the own team, yeah. But. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? It was about an hour and 20 minutes in. Felt good edit about 
Pretty good, dude. Just like the final couple seasons of The Office, we went on a little too long today. Um, Talk about some stuff that was a lot of play, but sorry. It is what it is, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. No, I think we uh, did good. James Gunn, can't wait to see what you do with the uh, DC see, Universe. Yeah. Um, like I said, thank you, man, thank you for Guardians. See, we didn't even get into that, man. It was like, <laughs> man, it's not like how you know you it's well written, how you know, like the actors and the people behind the scenes to give a shit because, like, Guardian, like, like hardcore comic fans, sure, maybe, but like, people like, you know, Guardians weren't well known. Took a took a C list, and they're a damn near billion dollar franchise. He took a C list group and didn't even choose the most popular characters from the group. Right, and I even the main original Guardians. Like, there's a couple. That's it. Yeah, and like, like Star Lord's technically more famous for being on his own. Yeah, and I mean, really, and let's be honest about it. I'm thinking of a spoiler. He's in the freaking trailers and they've been talking about them forever uh of him playing adam warlock but like yeah adam warlock is probably the most famous guardian of the galaxy who is like i don't know if he's actually it's more in the comics of the infinity saga yes i don't even know if he is like a og guard uh guardian but like he's one of the most popular guardians yeah. and we just got him in the final movie yeah that's how you know james gunn killed it yeah yeah. Not that Adam Warlock was pretty well done. You got some really good actors. There is one scene that I'm, I, I just remembered. I got to tell you. I'm going to tell you off camera because I don't want to spoil it for the movie, but there was something that occurred today that totally makes a lot of sense. Um, Sorry about the cough, guys. So, yeah, James Gunn, man. Um, yeah. I mean, I know Guardians 3 was supposed to be at the beginning of Phase 4, but he got fired. On some bullshit. Um, not like tweet. I mean, those tweets were bad, but like the fact that we kind of talked about the chat today, like Chris Pat, especially because like he's a very good Christian guy, but like really, like the entire Guardians cast all never get never get in trouble or do like they seem to be good people. Um, they're they you know they stay out of the tr you know, trouble as a celebrity and stuff like that. So, like when they call come to your defense, like hey man, we're not doing this shit unless James Gunn is. Yeah, and that thing it sucks too is that like I wish it would have been in phase four. Cause like you were talking I'm about. I'm kind of glad it wasn't because I'm, I'm glad it wasn't too much. I, 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 much. I don't regret it. I don't regret it whatsoever. But I told you what they did, you know, what they, what they got that running Disney before but No, I know. Like I said, I, I, I don't regret it whatsoever, but it seems like it would have been dope to see like Adam Warlock and some of the. I'm like, glad what we. I'm glad we got what we. Got. I'm glad the way it went because, like I said, it was perfect. But the thing is, man, just think that wouldn't have been the final edition. Like, yeah, we may be losing two characters for sure out of the franchise, but like James Gunn would have kept that train fucking going if he wouldn't have got fired. But then again, we wouldn't have got fucking Peacemaker and fucking Suicide Squad. Yeah, so well, it's true. Like I said, I don't know anything. So it's uh, Marvel is definitely losing a big time. Like somebody I read, I did read like or I did watch on YouTube today. People were like James Gunn ride the Marvel ship because like Marvel was kind of shit to bed there for a little bit, like in terms of like quality and shit. Yeah, and like some of the stories from some of these movies were like oh, Black Widow sucked. 
Like, what else? Trash. Freaking, like, Doctor Strange was dope. Um, you can't shit on Sam Raimi. I love, I did love Doctor Strange. But, like, Thor Love and Thunder, dude, we had such high expectations, and that movie shit the bed. Yeah, we did. Eat My Thunder. Bro, Jane Foster, Eat My Thunder, get out of here. Then you went to Valhalla, get out of here, bitch. Uh, you lucky. She's lucky. She don't know how to do because, like, nah, bro. Like, some of the shows have been dope. Like, Same Loki. Fucking prequels, bitch. It's good. Suck on Jarger's 17 dicks. <laughs> this this two, two podcasts in a row where we reference those songs. Yeah. Because like, I finally listened to it. We st- we're talking about Star Wars and I thought it was going to be a whole thing, though. Like, it was literally one freaking verse. Because he was like, Have you seen any Star Wars pre- uh, sequels? Yeah. Yeah, they're totally better than the, better than the what? Say something nice about the prequels, bitch. They're good. You can say the songs I was specifically referencing were like the Natalie Portman, like 2.0. That's the one, the 2.0. It's one verse that's talking about Star Wars. Like, uh, Lonely Island songs and shit. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. It's only one. It's only the one song. There's multiple. The 2.0. The one with the prequels or says, Say something nice about the prequels, bitch. Like all of her songs that are Lonely Island. I feel like I've heard Lonely Island's comedy in general. Right. right. James Goaded. They are goaded. I just had sex and it felt so good. And the woman let me put my penis inside of her. I want to tell the world. <laughs> she put a bag over my head. Man, screw it. I think she might have been a racist. She could be my wife. Dad, good. The best 30 seconds of my life. My life. I'm honestly impressed by you. the girls Bill me to let me do it. Honestly, I had sex with a pile of manure. But a nice, hot smelling girl, or a nice, hot smelling girl, or good smelling girl's better. Plus, she let me wear my chain and my dribble back sweater. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way we're gonna get a copyright strike. We're not that popular. Right. Awesome. What's always like all bin Laden? Here we go. We're gonna end it on this. We're gonna sink to the crew. I don't know all the ways. Well, we're on the board. We're simply one thing. So I've got shot in the head. Like that. But I'm going to break the metaphor. 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 I'm going to break the metaphor
Yes. I'll smash. Say you know the gold go Terrorize that vagina. 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 Hey, boy. Love, bye. Hold on. Before you end it. Damn. I wasn't about to do it, though. No. But, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, we're going to end it there. Make sure you're watching on YouTube, Spotify. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that bell notification so every time we post, you get notified. Tell your friends, tell your family. So you follow us on the follow us on Instagram. On Instagram, the HAV Podcast. Oh, oh. Bodybuilding Dad 23. Yep. Savage Bodybuilding Dad 23. So Right. Of course, that wasn't on, of course. Make sure. Um, then, uh, definitely, you know, if you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, any of those platforms, make sure you press follow. That way, it does the exact same thing as yep. it on the YouTube. Yep, YouTube. Make sure you're throwing some comments down on YouTube as well. Comment on our Instagram, like our Instagram posts. Say so share it around. I'm um, share it around. Everybody, let's tell a friend. Uh, look, share it around. Wanna be fucking pet background? <laughs> be a friend, tell a friend. Be a friend. Take five. Anyway, congratulations, pet background, brother, baby girl. It's yeah. awesome. Welcome, fatherhood. Um hopefully the start of this week with this week posting will be cons- going consecutive now probably. Shouldn't have any more breaks. Um I'll be in Tennessee in a couple weeks, but I definitely want to record a podcast in Tennessee. Yeah, so we'll do some. So. We'll let you guys know if we do take a break on a certain week. Yeah, and we also want to start getting some more. We also want to get some guests up in here to liven it up, change it up a little bit as well. We have some ideas. Um, we have some things on the works for like hey, different, different things. Do you have people that you want that that you know that we know we can try to get all on, try to get on here? Let's yep. Know. Yep. Let us know. Yep. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Give us some topics. Give us some ideas. Dope. Would be dope. We should do like a podcast within a podcast. Once they start the Be Better podcast, we should go on their get, podcast. Get the, get the Be Better people on here. Yeah. Get the uh, somebody who smashes a lot on here. DD. I want to get the SV crew. Get the SV crew. Sean Veronica. So, 
So we got some shit in the works. We got some stuff coming within the next couple of weeks as well. Mike knows about it. I told him about it today. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, go go hit up SB though. Tell him we sent you. Me. Gotta tell him we sent you. Gotta. If you don't say I'm gonna hunt you out. HAB podcast sent me here. If you don't tell them we're gonna hunt you down. So and then tell them say take care of me, you stupid motherfuckers. I'm just kidding. Don't say that. But do say, do say. But if you if you say that, make sure you say that Tyler said to do it. Nothing. Right. And say I said it jokingly. I was joking. Yeah, it was a joke. Throw like Tyler says throw a golf ball. Motherfuckers, a fucking joke. Why'd you why did you get up on this? The mic. Oh, it is. Microphone's up there, dog. Look, bro. I'm tired of shit. Okay. I'm tired too. as hell. So let's just we're gonna end it here. We're just rambling on. Yeah. So if you made this far, congratulations for wasting about 20 minutes of your life. <laughs> right. Um, you heard, just, you heard us sing Bin Laden. Listen to do it. And uh, a random bullshit. Like a Lonely Island song. Yeah. All right. So love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh, take care of yourselves. Okay, bye.